welcome to Dad to the Bone. Well, the COVID-19 version of Dad to the Bone, where three dads sit in different spots of their house to try and find a quiet place and Zoom call to talk about dad stuff. And what I'm wondering, to start this conversation, I'm here with uh, my co-host Quinn, QJ, and Rich Slick Ricky Vic. Y'all say what up? What up, though? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, all right, okay. So I, I, well, here's what I'm wondering, just to kind of kick our conversation off. What is the craziest thing? Because we've all been on Zoom calls like crazy, business Zoom calls, work Zoom calls, school Zoom calls. What's the craziest way that you've seen someone show up for one of your Zoom calls? Like what's one of the ways that you guys have maybe shown up for a Zoom call or what's someone on your Zoom call done that's been like, oh, okay, all right, nice. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. Uh, I think the background, so in Zoom, you can change your background to a virtual background. And so I freaked people out with being out of space, but some people have put up photos and I think they thought they were funny. And you see them, you're like, oh, but you forget they can see your face. They're like, oh, hey, not weird at all. <laughs> not weird at no. all. No, yeah, that that's that's incredible. I um, I showed up to a Zoom call and... I was wearing nothing but a leather vest, like no shirt, nothing, just a leather vest. And I shaved, I had about a, a four or five month beard growing and I shaved it into a Fu Manchu nice. and wore a bandana around my head and said that I was in my apocalypse uh, attire for our business <laughs> Zoom call. So, um, you know, that was a little, that was, that was fun. What about you, Rich? What's the craziest thing you've done or seen in a Zoom call thus far? Yeah, I kind of don't want to say fully. Um, <laughs> no, say it. Come on with it. This is a safe but, space. Um, so we had a theme in a Zoom call where we we had to kind of show up in the craziest form that we could to, to surprise everybody. And um, my hair being uh, in quarantine for I don't know how many days now, I feel like Tom Hanks on Castaway. And um, my hair is getting pretty long. And so I actually pulled pulled my hair up top into like two pigtail buns and uh i put on one of my wife's um shirts we'll say um and <laughs> shirts yeah shirts, yeah. shirts we'll say wait time out shirts we'll generous. say yeah we'll say we'll call it a shirt is um, this a, like a crop top <laughs> it co it covered the essentials so it would maybe it would maybe fall under the guise of 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 uh, nighttime attire. Oh, uh, oh, no, adult novelty. Okay, All no, right. it's an outfit. It's an outfit for sure. Um, so um, yeah. So wait, yeah. so you were rocking that? You were rocking that? Yes. That's that's uh, okay. All right, I'm with you, brother. For, for you. about thirty whole seconds, just to let everybody get a good, get a good, you know, peek at it, and then. Uh, I quick don't, I quickly put back on my my um No, please don't use the word please don't use the word peak. Don't use the word everyone got a peak. <laughs> Get a little look see at it. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah. so, so guys, we are in quarantine. We are in stay home, stay safe. We're in three different locations. Yeah, man. Recording this podcast, talking about dad stuff, all the things. Q, what are we talking about tonight? With give everybody kind of a preview of what, what we're hitting. Well, yeah, I can do that. But I, I just wanted to share a story with you guys. And okay. uh, it was a very scary I story. I love this. So listen, um, 
<laughs> I didn't share this with you guys ahead of time because I thought it would be a better story to tell in the air. But um, okay. I was attacked by one, three, five, and seven. It was weird. The odds were against me. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Nothing, nothing, nothing can stop the the madness that comes out of your mouth sorry. on this show. I was, I was waiting for you to give me the opportunity. The odds were against me. The odds were against me. Sorry, you. I was waiting to to get it broken and gave me the opportunity, but I could. I could tell that you were going somewhere like that by how you were like, well, I want to tell a story. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, seeing as how we all have this new normal and as dads, we're all being, dealing with multiple things, we thought today would be a good day to kind of talk about learning from home and uh, some of the ways in which we deal with that from multiple angles. So um, that was pretty much the, the, the top level we would talk about that and talk about um, what it is, what it looks like, and how we're dealing with it. And some, some cool things that we uh, might do to make it go a little bit quicker. So, right. what, so, what... so the premise is that we know that now everybody – you know, I've had conversations in the past and said, nah, uh, you know, we, we've talked hypothetically, my wife and I about, you know, I wonder if we could ever homeschool, you know, I wonder if we could do that. I wonder what that's like, whatever. Well, whether you've had that conversation and thought you could do it or not, oh my God. it doesn't matter because now you are doing it. Listen, you know? Rich, it's not a game. <laughs> not a game. Dude, got- this just confirms, this just confirms any suspicions that anyone may have had. My wife and I are not cut out for homeschooling. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, this is not I, the desired educational path for my children. Listen, <laughs> my my mine wife, either. mine either, is probably cut out for it. Um, but even she's starting to let the cheese slide off her cracker a little bit. I'm. <laughs> I just I, I just kind of you know I just kind of lay low in the back. We got a baby, little Diego, um, and so coincidentally you know i'm i'm very good at putting diego to sleep and so um you know when she's when she's laying the law down with our our seven-year-old on school stuff you know she's got to be the uh homeroom teacher and the principal um you know i just i just got to go cuddle a baby so you know i kind of i kind of i kind of do you know but but it's not necessarily like a, a free pass because you know i'm still i'm still on dad duty i'm still with the baby you know so do I feel bad? Yeah. But then do I feel bad? No, not at all. But um, <laughs> needless to that's say. A, that's I an mean, OG move right there. Yeah. I, right. I knew it when he set it up and he was like, I conveniently can put the baby yeah. to sleep. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I know no, how no, to no, play no. my cards. You need a break. Let me take the baby. <laughs> right. Now, and see, the other thing is, is that I've, I've, I've got it so that our baby is comfortable with me holding him to go to sleep for his naps, not for bed. It's like, he knows when a nap is and he wants me, nobody else to hold him. Um, and so it'd be different if like I could get him to sleep by himself and then like go do something else. But, you know, I mean, who am I to stop the little guy from getting his rest in? You know? so <laughs> right, 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 right. I can't, can't do nothing else. He's a heavy baby. Take both hands. You know? Yeah. So for us, I can tell you, we have three kids. We have two who are in lower elementary and one who is like in preschool. And the kids who are in lower elementary are, are like, they're great. 
if in a sense they're great because they get um they got online programs and they have um, packets and stuff that they can do so the teachers kind of hook us up a little bit but the youngest she is like she's a firecracker and she's a preschool firecracker and so she's still focusing on her abcs and you know putting together those type of fundamental building blocks so it's a for us it's a um I think dealing with the three lower elementary is wild. I feel kind of jealous, but not of the people who all have teenagers and the teenagers are like just on autopilot. <laughs> they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, he's home, but uh, you know, I only see him once a week. I'm like, yeah, wow. right. <laughs> he comes down for meals. Yeah. But that yeah. Uh, for our family, that's, it's a bizarre dynamic to, to be that way because, um, you know, our whole, our home is turned into a schoolhouse. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see how it's going to continue to evolve and grow. Yeah. For, so for us, you know, I think, I think it, it wasn't, you know, when you go into it and you're thinking to yourself, okay, the, this might be, you know, two, three weeks, whatever, you know, you're like, okay, we, we could do this. We could hold out, you know, long enough. We could float it. Um, but now when, you know, when we know there's not going to be, you know, any back to school for this school year, you know, now we sat down today and tried to come up with, you know, a new family plan to, to carry us through to the end of the school year and um, just work on different scheduling techniques that we can have, trying to find the best flow for our, our daughter. So that way she, um, you know, so that way it's most effective for her, but then also, yeah. you know, we're, we're finding a good rhythm. So that way she's also not reaching her wits and then getting tired of it, you know? And so, um, I think, you know, we're not unique in that. Cause like I was saying, every parent now is a homeschool, um, parent. And so, you know, we, we definitely feel you in that. Um, but, you know, I think also like with most things, the more practice you get at it, um, you know, you kind of get your own little hacks, get your own little rhythm to it, and, and you you get a little bit, com- you know, a little bit more comfortable with it. And so I think that's where we're at. We're past kind of the um, the initial, you know, frustration or shock or whatever of it. And now we're actually kind of finding our own, like, ebb and flow to it. And, um, you know, not to say that it's easier, you know, but um, but it, we're getting getting some techniques to kind of make it a little bit of a smoother ride as, as much as it can be. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we when we talk about uh, learning from home, one of the things that I think about is like what it is and, and what it looks like. So, you know, for us, I think we found that our kids being confined, we had to make it a little bit more practical life, meaning like we're doing things like learning a lot about science. Like I was giving my daughter a science lesson about cooking ribs, which I don't know if I want to give it to you guys because it's giving away secrets of my grilling. But we talked about um we made simple syrup which is uh you boil water it's equal parts water and sugar boom you're welcome and um i was explaining how uh, the chemical reaction is caused by the heat of the uh, when the heat catches the sugar it causes a chemical reaction in the sugar and it melts with the water to create like a sugary water which it contains that consistency so fast forward she was asking me a question about barbecuing and so she was asking me, and this is a trade secret, so nobody repeat it, about how, when to apply barbecue sauce, because I'd like to 
do competitive uh, barbecue competitions in the future. And so anyway, one of the secrets <laughs> is is to I really like to do those one day. <laughs> I had one on the books this year. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. So aye, uh, aye, aye. but the secret in the sauce is that the sauce needs to crystallize on the meat. And so I was telling her the secret to getting the sauce to crystallize is the heat and the sugar in the sauce makes it crystallize. And if you think about when we did the simple syrup. So for us, it's been a lot of hands on learning. Like we've been saying, you know, for my my middle child, like, you know, if you got five apples over there and you eat one, how many do you have left? And so because, you know, we we are in the house and. Uh, you know, they run out of things to do, but they, they need to touch things and taste things so and feel it. So my kids have been baking with their, their grandmother and measuring. So that's yeah. that's how it looks for us. And I know it might look different for you guys. So, but um, I don't know. How does it look different for you guys? Man, for us, it's been for us, it's been really crazy. Um trying to understand this whole homeschool thing and balance the whole homeschool thing, man. It's like Rich was saying earlier, like, you know, you always wonder, could we do that? Should we do that? Whatever. But th this is, like I said, this is confirmation, man. Like this, this is not so much for our family. It's, it's super, super difficult for us. Um, it may be, I don't know. We have, we have a whole slew of kids, right? So we have, we're fostering. So we have a, um, we have a newborn that's like, uh, I don't know, six weeks old, something like that. Eight weeks old. I, it's all a blur at this point. <laughs> um, and then we have a two-year-old that's exploring and, and running around going bananas all the time. And then we have a four, six, eight, and 10-year-old all in school, all on different Zoom calls, all on different assignments. And um, they're using the Seesaw app and they're using um, just all kinds of different things to get all their work. And I got like, you know, 1,500,000 uh, emails from all their teachers and everything. And so um, it's just, it's been it's been a lot for us, you know? And so we started off, we started off at our kitchen table. Cause like you guys said, we thought this was going to be like a two week thing. So, um, I actually took some masking tape and sectioned off, um, our table into four equal parts. You made territories. <laughs> I made territories. And so that, you know, nobody could take over anybody else's territory, keep your books, keep your papers, keep your pens, keep everything in your own little area. Right. Um, but then we couldn't have dinner there. So we're all crammed around. A, we got like eight people crammed around a bar that could fit four people to, to eat our dinner every night. So we actually went on, um, we went on Facebook marketplace and found uh, some old school desks. And so we went and purchased four school desks. We got them for like uh, 10 bucks each off Facebook marketplace and uh, wiped them down with Lysol, sprayed them with a hose, like cleaned them bad boys real good before we brought them in the house. But, um, now they have their own like desk set up and it feels more like a, um, uh, like a more, I don't know, intentional time for them to, um, to work on school. And so that's kind of helped us a little bit, but it's, it's been, it's been kind of wild for us, man. It's been, it's been a wild journey. And, and I hear some people like, yeah, we're killing it. This is great. But for the most part, I'm hearing a lot of, of similar situations where like, man, this, this is super hard because, you know, just because the kids are, are home doesn't mean that, that the, a lot of the parents stop working. You know what I mean? And so we're trying to work from home, trying to balance the regular responsibilities of life, but then also have a small army of children to lead in their schoolwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One of the, one of the things that's helped us a lot is um, we've, we've 
tried to really operate according to like a pretty pretty set schedule. Um, and so our daughter now, um, she's kind of gotten used to it enough to the to the point to where now like she doesn't come to us and say, hey, wh- what do I do now? What should I be doing now? What's next? You know, she she goes over. We have like a little Google Home thing. She goes over and says, hey, Google, what time is it? And um, um, then she goes over and looks at We have schedules posted in every room, you know, on almost every wall. We printed a bunch out. And so she'll just walk over when she knows the time. She'll walk over and find the time on the schedule and she'll get to work on whatever's next. And so um, that's been cool. Um, as a family, we're going to, since we have so much time just like in the house, you know, um, it's easy to lose track of time. And so now we're trying to take that back by doing like this block scheduling stuff where certain tasks happen in certain blocks of time and they don't happen in other blocks of time. You know, the TV only goes on in certain blocks of time and not other times. There's a quiet time, there's a reflection time, there's, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. And so that's really helped us kind of make the most and leverage our time to be the most productive. Um, because if not, you know, it's, you know, for, for a couple of weeks, it was just kind of like, you do things as you think about them. And, you know, at the end of the day, you might get a decent amount done if you were energized that day and you had, had your coffee or your energy drink or whatever. And then, you know, some days when you just weren't feeling it, you just didn't get it done or it didn't get done for days. So kind of prioritizing things and giving everything like its own, you know, spot of time in the day. Uh, you know, is looking like it's really going to help us kind of, you know, kind of find a place and a rhythm for everything. But I, I really love the uh, the ideas that you guys were talking about. I think it's essential that, you know, you kids have a, have a workspace like Sam is talking about. And then I really like that, like like QJ said, I'm trying to get something like that going too, where, where our kids can have different voices speaking to them digitally, like how Q was saying that they've been baking with their, their grandma over FaceTime and all of that. Um, I think that's great. And and it's really great that you guys are working in those things. And also just, just an add in from a culinary standpoint, because I went to culinary school, <laughs> um, everything Q said about barbecuing, absolutely on, on point from a culinary. Hey, hey, angle. don't give away you my sir, secrets. Nope. That's not right. It's not sir, true from a, a grilling perspective. He's, he's you're not a, telling you're a grill master in the making, sir. You're con- caramelization process description was to Listen, the T. All I have perfect. to tell you so is that uh, I commend- it was my first batch of the season, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little disappointed in the smoke and in the appearance. They didn't look good, unfortunately. In the smoke. They, uh, they were not contention-worthy. They were not um, blue ribbon uh, ribs, but when I tasted those bad boys, ooh, I, I hit a high note. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, to your point, too, Rich, you hit on it. Um, You know, when we were baking, like you said, um, we were incorporating our family, too, which is uh, like our grandparents. And they were baking with them uh, via FaceTime, which was like so cool because it solved two problems at once. Gave my uh, mother something to do. Gave my kids something to do. Gave my mother something to do from the perspective of finding a recipe she could teach from uh like miles away and it had to be simple enough for the kids to follow and and get right and she's been succeeding ever since then and so because one of the 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 hard parts and and to transition to it 
that we have to deal with in this whole like learning from home thing is just um, dealing with grief and loss. And so there's uh, just like the TV show, there's like a million little things that like right now I think we're all great show. Great show. I know. Don't get me sidetracked from far away. You can still get me sidetracked. There's there's (laughs) a million little things that we're missing, but there's also a million little things that like our kids are missing opportunities like experiences like you know um my my baby girl said the other day she said okay daddy i'm ready for the weekend to be over and we're kind of like oh sweetheart it's it's not a weekend and so you know there's the the um mental aspect of this mental health aspect that needs to be addressed and there's uh one thing that um i wanted to just share with you guys and kind of talk through you can talk about some of your um um ideas about this it's this thing called like these small moments it's like a a mindfulness tip of of, uh when your kids are having a hard time uh you're you're having they're having a hard time just getting through things and they're missing things uh so you guys might be feeling with the the practice of journaling journaling is simply where you just get an opportunity to get things out of your mind you just say how you feel like i'm so mad that i can't part my hair down the middle and just play with it all day because i'm bald so i can't part it down the middle i wish i could just do that and just having that opportunity to do things like that or, or think about even you know giving them an opportunity to think about small moments like you know think about how like um you know what i think about being a kid i think about the sound of the lockers and how the lockers sound when they shut and then you have the school bells and i, I mean you know i don't know if it's just the way my mind is programmed but that's one of the things like i think about seeing our kids my friends and uh, having my kids think about writing down those small things that they they are missing and saying hey it's okay to not be okay and know that like this moment is is real what you're going through so i mean you know the routines they did have and you know the space they had away what what are you guys' thoughts i mean yeah totally it, it's it's insane to see um the reason that quinn but q busted out laughing uh in the middle of his last sentence is because I decided to turn my hair into a Dwight Schrute hair hairstyle when he wasn't looking. And then he looked back at the, at the uh, zoom call and was like, Whoa, in the, I was in in the, the middle groove. of his like super serious dialogue. Yeah. I was, I was in the groove. <laughs> I was trying to get through it. I know. I know. But um, no, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really important, honestly, to recognize the amount of loss um, that our kids are facing. Um, you know, we, we, we recognize the loss that we're facing, you know, and, and we understand that we have frustrations and we have, um, you know, uh, we, we, we even probably spend time mourning ourselves, you know, mourning the loss of our relationships that we're used to having, our conversations, our human interaction, our, all these different things. And, and I think it's important for us to recognize that our children, our kids are doing the same thing. You know, when, when we're talking about them, um, not going to school anymore, uh, their first inclination is like, Oh yeah, cool. Awesome. I get to sleep in, uh, you know? And so my kids wear uniforms as well. And so they were like, man, yeah, this is so cool. We don't have to wear uniforms to school and all this. And so at first it's been a really cool thing, but then when you really get like past the novelty of like, cool, no school spring break, like forever, uh, then it kind of starts to hit them that their whole social structure has been sort of taken away from them. You know what I mean? Their whole, yeah. 
uh, social interaction with their friends, their, their interaction with their teachers, all of these things. And so the other night when I was tucking my oldest into bed, um, he's 10 years old, he's in fourth grade. And uh, we just, we had a, a moment kind of Quinn going, going back to what you were saying earlier about uh, just kind of making things smaller so that their brains can really comprehend. And like, what, what was, what did you call it earlier? Yeah. Uh, small I like the moments. verbiage you used. It's a small moments. Yeah. Small yeah. Moments. I love yep. that. I love that. And so we, we did that. We did that the other night um, as I was tucking him in and I just asked, I got a little more intense with my question. I guess not intense, more directed with my questions. Um, you know, rather than just saying, Hey man, do you miss your friends? It was like, Hey man, which friends do you miss? Who do you miss the most? Oh, Why do that. you miss them? Yes. You know what I mean? Why do you miss them? What do you miss about seeing them? Do you miss eating lunch with them? Do you miss playing at recess with them, throwing the football with them? Do you miss talking in class when you're not supposed to with them? You know, things like that. And uh, instead of saying, hey, do you miss your teacher? It was like, well, what do you miss about Miss Swanson? What, what do you miss about, you know, this person, that person? And making it smaller for him, I think really, it did one of two things. Number one, it, it enabled him to like have fond memories, like specific memories about what he's, you know, missing. It, 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 it also caused some sadness though, because it was like, man, yeah, I, I really miss these people. And I miss like specific things about these people. But I think that's an important piece when we're helping our kids sort of wrap their heads around the loss of this is, is to make it something that they can understand something that they can communicate with us about. But the, I think the only way that's going to happen is through us guiding that conversation and us being intentional with our kids, talking them through it. Right. But, but first it requires us to recognize, Hey, our kids are hurting. Our kids are bummed out about this. You know, there is some grief. There is some loss that's taking place here and we need to recognize it. And I have little kids. That's not even counting, you know, people who have middle schoolers or high schoolers, especially high school seniors who don't get to do the prom and don't get to do, um, you know, the, uh, the, the graduation oh ceremonies, don't get to Could play their, their senior sports. I mean, yeah. Thinking about the, the spring athletes that don't get to have their senior season in sports, like that's a whole nother conversation for parents to have with their kids but i know with my little guys the the small what did you call it again i love that so it's, love it so it's a mindfulness it. tip it's called small moments and it is it's yeah, yeah the small moments about. yeah the small moments with the small kiddos that's huge i think that i think that goes a really really long way in this conversation yeah i mean it's just saying don't be afraid of your sadness you don't have to swallow it you don't have to hold it in yeah um, it's, it's yeah uh, I really I like the way you kind of elaborated that because this is actually a practice used I think with uh, some therapists and just some folks use with their kids to help them to just kind of deal with the mental aspect of dealing with the fact that they're not going back to school until September. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she loves school. She loves these um, being there and learning. She's she's grappling with that reality. And so the way that you talked about it with Jude is uh, is perfect. I think that's definitely a good way to deal with it. Yeah, we we've been noticing that um that um you um that that stuff is kind of been coming out naturally anyway, um like with our daughter, and so I haven't even really had to bring it up too much, um you know, you know I haven't really had to find an angle to bring it up because like you know um, my seven year old Olivia, she she loves school as well. She loves school, loves it, loves her teacher loves her classmates. Um, you know, we live, um, our, our, you know, like it's just a tight knit school community that, that we have like the, 
the parents all know each other, talk to each other, all that stuff. And so, you know, I actually kind of found myself feeling a little sad as well because I haven't seen, you know, some of the parents that I'm used to seeing that drop off and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, yeah, totally, um, man. Like all the dads, you kind of throw like a nod to you, like, yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've exchanged yeah. numbers with with many of them, and um, you know, just so that way we could maybe set up, you know, a hangout for the kids and stuff down the road, or maybe during summer. And I've even found myself just like texting them and being like, "Yo, y'all, okay over there?" You know what I mean? Because, um, yeah, you know that that is a community, but but you guys are right. It's not even it's not even so much just like school like that is their social circle you know and so um like my my daughter uh today at lunch you know we're sitting at the table and she was just talking about how she thinks her teacher is so funny because her teacher always calls for this or calls for that or you know her teacher always cracks these kind of jokes or you know and she's picking out you know i thought it was interesting even before we we started talking about this that was interesting how detailed her memories of it of like those things were just like the regular day-to-day classroom stuff she she was telling a story today about how her teacher's so great at throwing a football and so you know she misses being on the playground um because her teacher um miss p would you know she throws a football so good that none of the kids can touch it you know and they were all hoping that by you know by the end of the year all the kids were you know, kind of betting with each other and competing to see who would catch a ball for Mrs. P before the end of the year and, and all that. And, um, you know, just just her kind of leading into that, I was able to just be like, yeah, you know, like, are you are you sad that, you know, you won't get to see who did, you know? And, and I was able to kind of be like, well, who got the closest? Maybe that could be the winner, you know, just different things like that. But not being like, yeah, yeah, well, well it's okay. You know, there's always next year or there's whatever. I was able to kind of ask her some more probing questions to get her to explore those, those things a little bit more beyond surface level. And I think it's, it, it, it drives to the point that like letting them really work through the layers of it. And even just like, you know, she was talking the other day about um, the school lunch that she misses the most and why she likes the uh, uh, you know, the taco day at school or why she doesn't like when they do hot dogs at school and why she likes when we do them at home better or, just different things like that. And it, and again, it's it's great that you guys are saying this because it, it caught me off guard every time she's doing this because I'm like, man, she really does remember all these little details about it. And so just, I think it's a great tool to get, get them talking through, not just, hey, school's over, that stinks, doesn't it? Or, oh, you're happy about that, that's great. But instead being like, hey, you know, one, one of the things that I keep asking her is what what's your what's the hardest part about this for you? And what in your school day at home, what's, what's the most different thing doing, doing, or the biggest difference, I guess I should say, um, in doing school at home or doing school at school? What do you like best about it? What, what, what don't you like about it? And just being able to really ask like these just different questions, more pointed questions, like Sam was talking about getting down to the finer details, like he was talking about, you know, it, it really gets them to process their emotions. And that I think is going to be really key in us all coming through the other side of this, um, you know, in a healthy way, you know, coming through this and our kids um, really feeling like, even if they can't verbalize it, really feeling like they had a little bit of a better grasp on things emotionally, feeling like they're in a better spot going into the next school year. But I think, I think we have to do a little bit of digging 
and, and be intentional and pointed like you guys are saying to make sure that they are able to process those things and grieve properly and grieve thoroughly and not just feel like we have to always be like, well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I think Q said on the last episode, he ended it off by saying, um, you know, it's okay to not be okay all the time. And yeah, know, totally. During our this kids time have period, to know that. It's so okay to not be okay. This is not yeah. normal. You know, I had a moment last night where I just realized like, um, my kids are home for the summer now. They're home for the next five months and i don't want them to think about it that way but i thought about it that way and when it comes to um how we feel i honestly i had one of those small moments where i was like you know um i i remember how summer used to be last year and how i dreaded going camping but it was fun to be there it was fun to like smell the smoke it was fun for our kids to play with their friends and you know to to hang out with some adults and 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 to go swimming i mean we have those small moments and you know it's just it's a part of the entire experience so um but you know another part of this whole experience is uh working from home and having homeschooling and converting our home into like a uh a little house on the prairie and that's an old reference but pretty much like our homes but that's kind of what it feels like for me to be homeschooling. I feel like yeah. I feel like Little House on a Prairie, if I'm being honest. And I wanted to <laughs> challenge you guys, and, and maybe by the time this goes up, we'll do it. I wanted to do a nail the DIY style competition to see uh, which of us could, and it can't be existing projects, so which one of us could repurpose something in our house uh, for our kids. You know, for example, um, I know that we Ooh. had a, an old um, – kitchen in our kitchen we had this it was like a cutting board table thing and we it's been sitting in our garage for like years so fast forward to coronavirus we turned that boy into a desk for my daughter in her room didn't spend any money didn't uh do a whole lot to it but we repurposed it she loves it cleaned it out saved me from throwing it out so you know guys what when we think about things like that repurposing and maybe hacks for homeschooling, and I know, Sam, you kind of talked about doing something as simple as like duct tape uh, on a dining room table. What are some, some thoughts and ideas you Ooh, guys Don't duct tape it. Scotch tape it. <laughs> was it yeah, like, yeah. Masking tape. Painter's sorry. tape. Yeah. Ooh. I was wondering <laughs> about that. Duct tape. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, dang, Sam put like gorilla tape down the middle of the table? That is... Uh, yeah. That is... <laughs> quite count chocula like anyway so uh what ideas do you guys have about like hacks for homeschooling i mean you talked about a couple already but what what, what says you rich yeah i mean for us what's working really good is um you know the weather in dear old michigan around this time of year is extremely bipolar and so um you know we just make sure we build in plenty of breaks you know we have um alarms set for um, snack time, for outside time, uh, for another snack time because I need it more than anybody else. Um, you know, we have plenty of breaks built in. So that way, um, you know, it, it allows all of us to be able to kind of get outside of ourselves and literally get outside. Um, and I think, I feel like that keeps your, your spirits a little bit lifted or um, at least takes your mind off of um, you know, having to be so goal oriented, you know, when your kids are doing things like school or you're doing things like work from home, uh, it's a nice, nice way to kind of give your mind a little bit of rest from the work and from the, the schedule. And yeah. so, you know, for us, we, we, we literally set alarms 
Um, and, um, you know, our, like I said, we have a Google home or a Google mini or whatever. And so you just tell it, Hey, Google, um, set an alarm for snack time, you know, and Google will come on and be like, you know, the alarm will go off and it'll be like, it's snack time. And we'll be like, okay. You know, and everybody runs to the kitchen, you know, and, but we just have been intentional to try to build in things that we can still look forward to since every day can kind of blur together and everything is starting to look this, you know, you wake up, you do the same thing, you go to sleep, you wake up, you do the same thing, you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, Establishing those we, routines, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm giving, giving everybody something to look forward to. You know, one thing yep. we've held to is we do, um, we do family fun Friday every, every week. And so yeah. that way we, and, and it's my favorite day of the week, but it's something that we all look forward to. So we do, we make a special dinner. Um, and, um, uh, uh, we pick a movie, you know, that's come out and we're kind of lucky right now because um, unfortunately, since the movie theaters had to close up and all the movies that were going to theaters, a lot of them now are going straight to the streaming platforms. And so, yeah, but be cautious. Watch, like, Can I warn you about that? So, yeah, what's up? So a lot of them are, but there's stipulations to it too. Like uh, we just rented one and we thought we could buy it, but no, we only rented it for like 20 bucks. So bro, I'm pretty sure I did the same one in that movie. In my opinion was booty. <laughs> you talk, you better not be talking about trolls. Hey, I am totally talking about trolls. That hey, was booty. Hey, trolls I did not fantastic. name names. I, you know, I'm not naming names. I'm just saying, uh, I that was rough. Half my family fell asleep, man. Oh, no. Fell asleep. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's boring. It's not That's that not bad. It's thing. not that bad. No, it's great. Yeah. It no, great. it's a money grab, man. Money grab. So Olivia, Olivia that... watched it, and she cracked up the entire time. Anyway, needless to say, like, <laughs> like Disney's been putting movies out. Yeah. You know, all these different things been putting movies out. And so, like, Family Fun Friday, we do a special meal. It's unlike the ones that we do the rest of the week. We watch a movie, we play a board game. It's like that Friday that we, uh, you know, we make cookies, we, you know, make what brownies, whatever it is. What time do you start? <laughs> huh? What time do oh, you man, start? We, we get it, I mean, we get it popping like family, it's family fun Friday. It's all day, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. And, you know, oh, we, we do we like a family, up. we do it Friday night, but yeah. we don't do the whole day. That's a good nah, idea. So we do, we do, we also have set it up the school schedule to where we've worked, we've looked at all the, the, the work that she has to get done for like the week. And we've regimented it in a way and scheduled it in a way where she does it Monday through Thursday. And so Friday is a free day. And so oh, that's awesome. um, we make sure we get outside, you mm -hmm. know, we walk the dog, um, you know, we rollerblade, we do whatever outside as part of family fun Friday. Um, we, um, you know, practicing social distancing and all the health, recommendations on stuff we observe all that but we make sure we get out and get get some sunshine when michigan has it to offer because it's limited right now hey so rich we, you we know what i thought about what um they have like those uh razor scooters but they have them for adults like oh the ones boy you should on. and i was Woo. like oh that'd be fun i'm pretty you sure should. i couldn't do any tricks on it but i know physics and if you can do flips and tricks on it i'm pretty sure i can just uh scoot that bad boy on the sidewalk Again, you're you're spot on, and I mean it's it's fun, you know. And not only that, but your kids get a kick out of seeing you do things that they do. You know, they're like, "Oh, you can do that too," you know. And you're like, "Yeah, I got the juice, baby." So, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, we just we do that. And and what I'm getting at is that we build into our day little things that there are to look forward to, um, to kind of keep us moving along. But then also, um, every week we have that day 
that we have something that we look forward to every week and it's like we get we get olivia hyped up about it what movie are we going to watch this week what should we make for dinner this week what what dessert should we have this week? you know whatever and um we just do what we can to bring some sort of excitement and um schedule in some you know some fun so that way you know it kind of breaks up the the monotony because you know the days are blurring together at this point so yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep you gotta keep it fresh, man. You gotta you gotta think yeah. of different things. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, and and Rich, one of the things I like you talked about it a couple of different times. You call it blocking your time, and and I call it time blocking. But it's uh it's more of a practice in uh, <laughs> what? just you said you call it block track. you call it blocking your time. I call it time blocking. Man, we're Jeez. I, I say tomato, we're, you say tomato. We're not on the same page at all, are we? No, we are. We are. Um, <laughs> but no, actually, uh, where I wanted to go with that is just talking about how we have to, you know, in our house, we definitely practice time blocking because um, we, for our kids, they can't sit still for anything longer than 30 minutes. So we try to chop everything up at a maximum in the 30 minute time blocks 30 minute reading, 30 minute playing. 30 minute show watching because when they when it boils down to it it's that change in time that really helps them to like just stay engaged and so also along that same veins it's just like knowing their limits you know and and knowing sometimes like i like how you only do a four-day thing because uh i think that is helpful and you know they they do miss like i know my kids miss bagel day and so uh-huh. we kept, you know, the one thing we have kept throughout this whole Corona thing, Corona thing, sorry, not Coke thing, but not Pepsi. Or Coke. <laughs> uh, this Corona thing is a uh, Friday night is movie night and pizza night. So, yeah. And, you know, we, we keep the ball rolling that way. Well, that's huge, man. I think I think keeping some sense of normalcy <clears throat> is important. You normalcy. know what I mean? Keep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Normalcy. <laughs> normalcy. Yeah, that's the 2020 version, bro. You, you yeah, right. up, the updated dictionary, you don't know. Right. We're evolving <laughs> out here. Keep up. Uh, yeah, it's in, the, ur- it's in uh, the urban dictionary. <laughs> yeah, we try to keep some normalcy to things, you know. Um, Be Pacific but, about sure, it. Be Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, but we do. We try to keep some sort of some things the same. You know what I mean? Trying to keep those um, those some routines the same. Um, the time blocking thing is huge too. We do that. We do that as well, man. We schedule snacks. We schedule meals because it's so important because if not, my kids are like, Hey, I'm bored. I'm hungry. Hey, I'm bored. I'm hungry. Hey, I'm bored. I'm hungry. It's like, nah, man, it's not snack time. You only eat at snack time. You only do dinner at snack time, but then spicing things up too, man. Like say, Hey, tomorrow we're going on a bike ride. Give them something to look forward to. Yeah. Even if it's not anything like wicked crazy, but it's like, Hey, we're all going on a family bike ride tomorrow night. So get ready for it. You know, whatever. Or, you know, we Hey, did. we'll all go rollerblading or whatever. My, my older kids wouldn't let my baby play with them. And they were playing Shopkinville. So uh, my baby and I set up Shopkinville Heights right next to Shopkinville. And we took all the people. Ooh. So, Ooh. so they were like. Territory, eh? And I was like. Take, take that, older kids. But, <laughs> I love it. And I love it. At first they were like, wait, what? There's a Shopkinville Heights? I was like, oh, yes. And I am oh, yeah, now the know. governor of New Shopkin. Oh, yeah. So we're like, what? Yes, I like that. So, but it just it gave them an opportunity to like explore together and play. But I was thinking about that because your idea. So hopefully I didn't cut you off. Go ahead. No, who was talking? Was I talking? Yes. 
I, I just I like the heights idea. That's that's cool. That's fun. But that's it, man. Just keeping it keeping it exciting, man. Keeping it keeping kids on their toes and and moving forward with all of it, man. It's it's unprecedented times and it's really, really difficult. But you know, as dads we gotta get creative. Yep. Yeah. I mean check check on your people, you know, check on your kids. One of the other things I've been doing is as I think of people, um, whether it's my family, my parents, you know, I don't live by any of my my immediate family and then you know uh, a lot of my my other friends um that i've kept in touch with you know that live in different states and stuff as i think of them i just shoot them a text on the spot and i'm like hey you okay you know know, if we need to you know set up a zoom call facetime whatever you know i got time you know let's talk let's you know whatever you know and i just try to catch up with them but you know i think it's equally as important to you know ask your children and check on your children, make sure they're good, but then check on, check on the adults in your life too. You know, your family, your friends, all that stuff, because, you know, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, maximizing your productivity. And, you know, I've seen this thing floating around where it's like, you know, um, I think it was William Shakespeare wrote his best works when he was, you know, quarantined. And this person did that when they were in self-isolation and all that, what are you going to do with your time? And, and that, that might be true, you know, for a lot of people, this might be a great, great amount or a great time to maximize and be productive and knock out projects you otherwise wouldn't have time to do. But at the same time, you know, that I don't, I don't think that that that's the win and you shouldn't feel like you didn't do something right. If you don't come out of this, you know, with your, your, you know, your, your magnum opus, you know, um, all, all finished and, you know, and buttoned up. I think, I think you, you come out of this knowing that like, Hey, if, if my family's emotionally well, I'm emotionally well, we've processed this, you know, um, we grieve this enough to celebrate when things, um, you know, do kind of lighten up and, and all of that. We understand the gravity of it. You know, I think that's the big win is just making sure that, yes. you know, we're keeping that emotional wellness on the, you know, uh, high on the priority list. You it's know? important, Rich. It, emotional wellness that, is important. That's huge, man. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Is not getting bogged down by all the things you have to do and all the whatever. Don't get stressed at that. But make sure that your family's together, that you're together, that your kids are together. And I, I love what you said, that you, you've mourned and grieved enough that you're able to celebrate when things get better. Mm-hmm. you know. And when positive things happen on the radar and on the landscape, you're able to identify that and celebrate that because you've dealt with the grieving and the loss, loss and, the, and the, the mourning and the lament and all those things. You're able to say, hey, this is a good thing. Let's celebrate and whatever. So I think you're right, man. I think, I think mental, mental health, emotional health, uh, spiritual health, physical health, all these things come together to make, to make this like a success or a failure. And so let's make sure that we're focusing on the right things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's where my mind's at, you know? Yeah. My mind too. Well, I'm glad all of our minds are there. (laughs) So, I mean, I think, I think we, we said it best. I mean, I think we, we kind of hit the the main point of like learning from home. It's just, you know, learning that it's going to be different for everyone. So we are truly blessed in our home. We have, you know, some things that we need to make this uh, easier. It still ain't easy. Listen, easy and easier are two different things. It's easier. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. And, you know, even though we have those things, we are going to deal with that grief and, 
you know, I, I said we project it out. So to deal with, that's how I deal with grief. I know Sam had talked about how he's pretty much organized his entire like shoelace collection almost. That's how much stuff he's organized. So you bet um, you better believe that. <laughs> so I've been I've been dealing I've been dealing with mine by eating massive amounts of sour cream and onion Pringles and s'mores oh. pop tarts. Are they not oh, geez. dope? Are they not dope? I mean, oh, geez. if uh, for our friends out there who might need some support, there is. Wait, wait, wait! I can smell. Wait, wait! I can smell Rich's burps from here. Okay. I don't eat dis- them. I don't eat them. I don't that eat them. That is disgusting. Conjunction. You should. It's not like I. <laughs> you should. It's not like I eat a bunch of sour cream and onion Pringles and then like immediately after I'm like, where's my pop tart at? Like you know. <laughs> you should. Talking, Bro, and, the, pop, and I bet the it's like a. I bet it's like a. You know? I bet it's like a. Duh. And then you yeah. like breathe at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you breathe hard at the end. And I'm like, yeah, Dude, I, just, uh, I just, yeah, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, Q. Go, go. No, hit him, hit him, hit him uh, with the hotline. As I was about to say. So, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes when um, cheddar and onion Pringles or Ruffles <laughs> don't do it for you, followed by the Pop Tart, which, by the way, can't say that I haven't tried that combination before in the past. Don't judge me. Uh, but I'm not. I'm with you. Amen, brother. Amen to that. So full uh, judgment zone over here. Full yeah. judgment. Uh, yeah, judge me. So, um, but in all seriousness, listen. This is a hard time, and hard times don't last, but tough people do. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. And yeah, I did say it three times. Um, it's because it's okay to not be okay. And if you don't, I thought the DJ was scratching. No, (laughs) play it again because rich, it's okay to not be okay. And I was about to be on my fat man, my fat man scoop game. (laughs) One time now, one time now. But for those folks who, who are hearing me and are like, okay, but where were you trying to go with this? There are resources. There are people in communities you can plug into. We'll talk about the social medias, but, um, you can also call, uh, one, eight 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 seven three three seven seven five three it's a non-crisis parent support hotline because yo let me tell you these kids be working those nerves some days and i promise you every one of us has had that moment if you haven't bless you you are blessed my friend Mm. go ahead and bless them then as uh my man uh laundry would say from hard knocks Mm. but that number is uh 888-733-7753 listen if you don't have someone you can vent to call this number 888-733-7753 it is hard to find people in your life sometimes who can just listen and i had a, a good friend of mine tell me this once when i called him and he was like i was like hey man i'm really dealing with some stuff right now and he was like okay before we start this let me clarify are you asking me for my advice or do you just want me to listen and him giving me that confirmation allowed me to freely express myself so have that if you have it use it because we need that right now as bad as i need that pop tart even more than i need that pop tart right now my mind is just mm. stuck on that pop tart but call one eight 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 seven three three seven seven five three it's a non-crisis mm-hmm. parent hotline i highly recommend that you use it it's you know we're learning from home and that emotional wellness piece is so important so with that hey rich can and sam can you guys do that thing that you know that one thing i don't really you know that one thing to well, our social media by that by that one thing if what you mean is um 
if you don't follow us on the socials already, you totally should. Uh, on Instagram, it's um, at dad, the number, the number two, two, the bone podcast. Um, once again, in case you didn't hear me, it's at dad, the, the number, number two. two. That's right. The bone. Oh, you podcast. guys got it. Yep. And then, uh, you know, if you have this little thing called uh, Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash dad. The number, the number two, two, the bone. That's mm-hmm. right. Podcast. Um, and then also, um, you know, YouTube is a thing. I, I heard that's a, I heard that's a thing. Oh God. You know, I think now it's more of a thing than ever, actually. And uh, well, I think it's become well. a thing. Like it's become a thing. It wasn't a thing, yeah. but now I think it's a thing. No, it's it's a recent thing for sure. It's a new thing. Yeah, and uh, it's a thing now. Yeah, and uh, Dad to the Bone Podcast is a thing on there. So oh. check it out. Is it? Is it the number two? It's the number two, The Bone Podcast. And um, <laughs> yeah, just connect with us on social media. We've had a lot of uh, good talk back on there um, since this whole thing began. Uh, we're posting stuff sent in from dads all over the place, showing us you know, their dad hacks, showing us what they're doing for school, for uh, yep. creative time, for fun time. It's, it's really been awesome. And so join that that community of dads. Join that conversation. Look for um, our faces. You know, we <laughs> Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and you know what, Rich? Um, I did want to say that number one more time because I realized I was facing away from the mic when I said it. But if you're a parent and you just want to talk to somebody, call one 7753 And I just want to pitch it to you one last time like this. Uh, there is a beauty in having the privilege of not having to worry about what you're saying to someone. So having the ability to talk to someone unfiltered is an amazing gift. And if you call that hotline, you get an opportunity to get some resources and uh, just talk to somebody about non-crisis parent support hotline. So absolutely. You're not in this alone, man. You're not in this alone. You might feel like it, but you're not. So Mm -hmm. with that, stay safe. And guys, uh, until next time, peace. Peace.